0: practically halfway through and more than halfway through. It's crazy. Tonight, we're going to talk about trust, and I'm going to ask you the first question. Are we a people of trust in the Lord? When someone comes in the door of the church of Only Believe, do they see that? Do they sense that? Do the people we meet on the street, do they know that we are a people of trust in the Lord? The definition of trust in the dictionary is that We firmly believe in the reliability, the truth, the ability, the strength of someone. So, in relation to the Lord tonight, I ask do we believe that He is trustworthy? Do we look back at the history of our lives and do we say, yeah, we see this pattern of trustworthiness of the Lord to help us through this present moment and the future of what we don't know? Is He trustworthy? Do we believe the truth of his word, which requires us to read it over and over and over again? It's being committed in a relationship. Just like I'm committed to my spouse, I read him over and over again to see those areas where I might misunderstand, where I may not understand where his purpose is and where he's going. To further my relationship, I read my husband. So to further our relationship and the truth to believe that of his word, we study it. Do we believe that he is capable? This is a tricky one. This comes by seeing his working in other people's lives. Because when we're in the midst of a big struggle, a trauma, or even joy, we can't separate often to see the miracle that's happening. So when I look at my friends and when I look at the people in this church, some who I I know their story and some who I truly know their story, I see the capableness of the Lord through their history with the Lord. There are miracles through Jesus. Encourage me and remind me that he's capable so that someday I can look back at my history and I can say, oh gosh, I see it too. I see what I saw in your life. I see it in mine. Do we believe that his force, his strength is constant? Do we think he can remain constant forever? You know, there's something that we have to always be attracted to that we're moving towards. And scripturally that has to be the lord so is he the one constant in our life is he able to withstand great pressure and never change if one of these four areas that comprise the word trust aren't fully functioning often we have a divided heart and if you're a person who sees the glass as half full which i would say is miss nancy right there the glass is always half full man trust is exciting for nancy (laughs) for me who sees it as most of the time half empty, trust is scary. I will have four contingency plans to the plan just in case. But my history with the Lord and my study of the scripture shows that that's not what God requires. God wants an undivided heart where there's no other Savior and there's no other plan. But something that's thrilling for us is that Living in this full state of trust where all four areas are operating in our, our life, there's a power that's created. And we look at Philippians 4, and we see that power can come through prayer. But for our lives in this instant, this power looks like peace. And when you have peace, there's not a whole lot, no matter if death comes. There's not anything truly. Peace is a power from the Lord that can alter your belief in God. Things stay constant when we have peace. Our belief in the Lord stands firm. So this power comes through prayer and the peace that surpasses understanding. You know, that understanding is actually what we can humanly, that's what it means in this passage, what we humanly can believe, what we can comprehend could happen. But this only happens when we give up our right to understand. And it's so hard when we give up our right to a specific outcome that it must occur. God moves in the word promises. And I know that so many of us have stories over the last 12 months, the last five years, that shows that the Lord moves in when peace comes, when we trust. The Lord moves in. He guards our hearts. He guards our minds through Christ, again, in a way that exceeds anything we can explain I'm sure you've watched someone walk through great tragedy, and if they know the Lord and they can trust in him, they say, "I have a peace, and I can't explain, but it's going to be okay somehow, some way. We move into this harvest of trust that we have planted in Christ because when we choose to live in the peace that surpasses understanding, we're planting something. And in Galatians 6-7, it says, don't be misled. God's justice is never mocked. What we plant, we harvest. And our harvest looks like confidence. This confidence is found in Psalm twenty-seven, thirteen, And it says, I would have lost heart unless I believed. <laughs> or I had trusted that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Would have lost heart. Remember, the scripture says, in the land of the living. So they're not believing the scripture, David. He wasn't believing to see the goodness of the Lord in heaven. He was believing right now in the circumstance. So confidence has grown in trust in the Lord. This is a harvest in our lives from choosing to trust in him. The outcome might have been different than we hoped. (laughs) But we're rooted in something now that exceeds this. And we see it over and over in the New Testament and the Old Testament. Is he good? Pastor Nicole touched on it last night. And she reminded my heart because I was having a hard moment. And she reminded me, my father is still good. He will always be good. Why? Because the scripture says that his mercy endures forever. He saved my soul unto a, uh, unto all generations. And so <clears throat> we believe that he is good always. In our house, we have these little notes all over the place. My husband put them up years ago. Sorry, there's a floaty. Put them up years ago. And There's four beliefs that we have of the Lord on these. And one of them says he is always good. And when he put that up, years ago, I was like, oh, never thought about that. Yeah, John. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he's always good. (laughs) But when it gets really hard and it gets really sad, I have to go back and I have to stare at that and I have to remind myself, this is what the scripture says this is what I have chosen to believe because the scripture is completely true. This is God's character. He is still good. Still, still good. Now, you might have a misgiving about his goodness tonight. Maybe it's not apparent in your life right now. This is a reality as a human sometimes. But it might not be apparent, but it's still true. He saved your soul. So there is a goodness aspect that you can grab a hold of until you can start to see through the picture of what's happening in your life. I ask you to open the scripture tonight. If you're like, ah, I just can't quite say that, Hannah. I don't know. Because when you dive into trusting him, his goodness becomes a bedrock to your faith. I'm sure you know somebody who you're like, man, there's something about their faith. Well, (laughs) they believe he's always good always. As a human, we have moments of goodness. You know, Ashley could say, yeah, Hannah, (laughs) you're being pretty good. You're pretty good today. But in five days, she's like, ooh, bad moment. And we all saw it. We all have it. But when it comes to the Father God, he can't have a bad moment. Scripturally, he never will because his character never changes. His faithfulness will endure for our lives, and that is why he's good. So tonight, as we consider trusting God, I will ask you to search your heart. Do you believe he's good? Is he trustworthy? Is the word always true? Is he capable? And this is a big one. Is his strength greater? Will he withstand all the pressures of what happened in our life and the world? You know, if he is the one constant, we can look at that and we can say, when I pray, for someone to enter heaven to get saved, or when I pray for somebody to be condemned because they have done me grave wrong, the Lord is still constant in his character because he allows free will. So there's this constant that I can continue to move to, and he doesn't choose to just wipe out all humanity before it's time. No, he chooses to be constant to what he's promised, which is not something I'm the best at as a human. As we pray tonight, can you honestly say he's full of goodness? Do you trust him in the hard situation you might be in right now? If you can't say yes to these two things, I ask you, is your heart divided? Is it unsettled in doubt? And in James 1, it says that don't expect an answer if your heart is in doubt. You know, lastly, to remind ourselves and myself, Psalm 27, 8 says in all of scripture, many times it says, come and talk to me. So if you need to question and ask and lay down what is happening in your heart because you want to believe he's good, then talk to him. Tonight can be a change. So many people's lives are being changed tonight to see his goodness when you pray for them. But I ask the same now for yourself. The Lord will move in. He will heal. Tonight can start your night of trust. So we're going to go into another song, and then we'll have our individual prayer. And remember... He is always good for you, always.
1: The fragrance of heaven, pour your spirit out, pour your spirit out.